Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you on Oilers Now. The Oilers and the Ottawa Senators postponed for tonight. That game's going to be moved Saturday, 8 p.m., Second part of a doubleheader for Hockey Night in Canada. Tonight, the NCAA National Championship game, Alabama and Georgia, will have huge viewership numbers. Um, Alabama beat Georgia. Marginal upset at that time in the SEC Championship game. Alabama has won six of the last 12 uh, national championships. This has been as dominant of a stretch as we've had in the modern era of uh, of sport. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I had a bad feeling for Bama tonight. I think Georgia's due. They got a good team, too. Excellent recruiting classes year after year. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. 19990 Jasper Avenue. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Mr. Escott is just... Uh, uh, working the lines as we speak to negotiate contact with our next guest. We've we figured it out, and I think this is going to come with a funny story. I don't have him yet, but I'll let you know when I do. It's not on. His you, phone. You, it's not on his normal phone. I'll say that he's not on his normal phone. But we are going to get him at some point. Yes, yeah, some point in, in the next couple of minutes here. All right. Uh, Desmond in Sturgeon County says, Bob, just wondering if you can comment on Elliot Friedman's report about the Oilers not being open to trading this year's first round pick. Well, if you listen to the opening of the show, it's very specific. If the Oilers are a top eight or top, you know, team, would you consider moving the pick? A top eight means that your pick is 25th to 32nd. Right now, the Edmonton Oilers are middle of the pack. They were number one when I asked Ken Holland, the general manager of the team, that question. With a 16-5 and five record, they, they, they had the best winning percentage in the National Hockey League. The orders have gone 2-9-2 and two since. Um, you know, it's you take a look at how you build teams, and most successful organizations build internally through the draft. 
Even the Yankees, when they, they, that's right, the New York Yankees, when they won the four World Series out of five years from 96 to 2000 or uh, 2001, a lot of the base of the team, guys like Jeter, were drafted and developed players. I mean, just if you, if you want to take it one step further, on next year's team, I have for the 2022-23 season, McDavid, Poliarvi, Drysaddle, Yamamoto, McLeod, and Holloway in RH. That's seven drafted and developed players, because I'll have Holloway on the team next year. And on defense, I'll have Nurse, Bouchard, and Broberg all on the team, all that uh, drafted and developed prospects. And I got Stuart Skinner on the team next year with Mike Smith. So there's your. <laughs> That's seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goal. And then you build around that accordingly. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Doug and Slave Lake says, Mr. Bob, after trying your damnedest to sink Koskinen and ship, how do you feel now that Mike replied to the questions asked of him? From Doug and Slave. Uh, Doug, have you been listening to the show for the last couple of years? I was the guy that said uh, two years you know, two years ago that Koskinen outplayed uh, Mike Smith during the 1920 season. I would have started Koskinen in game one against the Chicago Blackhawks. Then last year when everybody was down on Koskinen after Smith put up a 923, I'm the one that, like, I, and I'm not the only media guy that felt this way. Most of us felt that Mike Smith would be hard-pressed to get back to 923, and most of us felt that Miko Koskinen would be better than 899. The problem Koskinen has is he can't start five out of seven and give you five good games. That's part of the challenge. Now, Smith came in and once he got healthy last year, was really good. And maybe it's been a little bit unfair to Miko Koskinen that he's had to shoulder the load. And for as many people that are, uh, would defend uh, Miko Koskinen right now, there's many others who would say the Oilers have got the wrong goalie here. Stuart Skinner should be here at a 916 save percentage. Again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, how can you pencil in guys as guaranteed players next year when they haven't put any time in the AHL, specifically Holloway uh, and Broberg? I'm telling you right now, I've got those guys on the team next season. Okay? Uh, The players are the ones that always give me the best. I'll give you an example. The guys, when they saw Neil Yakupov play early, were not sold on Neil Yakupov. There was concerns about his ability to read and react to the game. Conversely, there's a fair amount of confidence from prominent order players on what Holloway will be able to do and what Broberg will be able to do, just as there was with what Bouchard would be able to do, which was part of the reason why I was in on Bouchard as much as I said I, I was uh, last season. Brendan, uh, the package is here. The package has arrived. Well, there you go. Uh, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. I'm, I'm going to point blank ask everybody on the Ashley Fine Forest text line to chime in. Would you want Evander Kane? Would you take? Is he worth taking a flyer on? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. And when I mean a flyer, I mean like a one million bucks prorated deal the rest of the way, given that he's cleared waivers around the league. Would you take a chance on him? <laughs> the guy had terrific numbers uh, the last full season with the San Jose Sharks. I i don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to that, but we're about to find out as we bring aboard our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Hello, John Shannon. How are you doing? Great. How are you? 
Good. Uh, did we have some issues with the phone? Did you lose a phone over the weekend or throw one up against no the wall? Comment. and No comment? No comment. No comment. You can either confirm nor deny what's gone on. Well, it, the magic is technology still works. There, there. I, 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 and I find that I'm very challenged in that regard. I don't know about you. It's an, it's an ongoing. So let's start with Evander Kane. Would he be worth not, the risk for you? No, not for me. Not at all. Why? Why not? Not at all. Well, first of all, uh, can't play in the United States. Non-vaccinated. Uh, so that's still so that would be an issue that uh, that the the Oilers are still having with uh, if if Josh Archibald was still playing um, and available. Uh, so that's one thing. I, I just I, I don't I don't like uh, I I truly believe in character and I I, I do question uh, I do question his character at this point and uh, it's his ability is is in the top ten percentile in the National Hockey League. But I, I, I don't. I think when when you're, uh, you have to look at uh, at character in, in these situations. And he's not a character that I want on my hockey club. I would want feedback if I was in Ken Holland's shoes from uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle, and Darnell Nurse. You know what? What do you guys think? Yeah, is no, it worth I, giving this? Listen, that that you know, Bob, that happens now on every team when when right. uh, there's a major acquisition being made that the the star players get consulted on. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what we're doing. What do you think? Um, and uh, hopefully, Ken would get uh, frank and honest opinions about Kane uh, in this situation or or any player in this this situation. But uh, as far as uh, as far as I'm concerned, I would not have Vander Kane on my team. Because of the vaccination situation and some of the ways he's attempted to bypass it, there's a little bit of an Antonio Brown scenario here, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, I, I did that did occur to me. Um, but the, and the other thing is, we have to also wonder. We know that uh, uh, we know that he's already served his NHL uh, suspension. Um, yes. But uh, by breaking uh, by breaking the AHL rules, does that mean the NHL could revisit a, 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 a consequential suspension? I'm not sure about that at this at this stage. Yeah. So again, my scenario is uh, one million bucks prorated deal remainder of the year, assuming you have approval from you know that, that it's it's not a contentious issue within the players. Um. You know, and Randy out of Brooks says no to Kane. Locker room poison, in my opinion, for what it's worth. And I know that, uh, oh, I just saw him in Long Island. Uh, he just moved from Santa. Kevin Kurz wrote a piece that was strongly indicated that several of uh, his San Jose teammates had enough of Evander's act. Um, well, I, this, you know, I, I truly believe that, I truly believe that uh, management in San Jose. Uh, took it to the players there. Uh, would you yeah. want him back? And I think that that uh, I think the indication that he was put on uh, put on waivers yesterday uh, probably reflects that. This is an interesting one uh, because the NHLPA has filed a grievance. He could theoretically because he's been waived. Could he not get signed by a new team, get a new contract, and still win the grievance and get the money from the old contract? I believe that could happen. Oh no, he can still win the money from the from the original contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. There's no, there's no no question about that. 
uh, and he's yeah. he's still entitled to a great deal of that that money. The, the question of the grievance isn't. I I don't believe it's uh, it's not necessarily on the amount of funds he's going to receive, Bob. I think the grievance is whether whether they have a right to to cut him based on the the rationale that they've given. And yeah, I, you that's know, the you know, part of the grievance. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Glenn Sather made a lot of hay back in the 1980s. Now, the Oilers had a better team back then. Some might say they had better culture. Uh, you know, I mean, they had a cavalcade of top-end stars. The game was different. The separations between the haves and the have-nots was greater in the 1980s. I mean, remember, 16 of 21 teams made it. Those bottom five teams back then, they were bad. And now you have, you know, maybe five or six really good teams, four of which seemingly are yeah. in the East. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm just... I, mean, I, I was around when Slats was doing that, and, and, and I, I would, and I, I, I use the word very respectfully, reclamation projects. Yes. Glenn, Glenn, made, a, Glenn made a habit of having a reclamation project. The, the greatest one, the most successful one, and the one that was, was successful for the person and for the, uh, for the team, obviously, was Craig McTavish. Yes. Uh, who ended up becoming an outstanding oiler and, uh, and, and improved his character. Um, there were others that didn't necessarily work. Uh, Don Murdoch comes to mind when he got uh, signed by the Oilers. Um, but, but at the time when those players uh, were acquired, in my opinion, they were there for role plays. I mean, Evander Kane coming to this team would not be a role player would not be a bottom six player. And I think that that, that has to be put into consideration as well. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I mean, it, it's an interesting one. As soon as the waivers uh, occurred yesterday, I wondered who would, what teams would have interest. Um, but uh, if, if somebody phoned me from a team and asked me what I would do, it, I would, I would not even consider it. Would you have considered signing Anthony D'Angelo like Carolina did? Uh, Tony D'Angelo, uh, you know that's yes. a, that, that's that's a that's a different to me. That's you know Tony D'Angelo's. Uh, I'd like to get more of an under, understanding and story of what went on uh, in the dressing room in in New York. Um, you know, I had lots of friends on that Ranger organization that that talked about him uh, as a distraction, and they had no choice but to remove him from the situation that did not reflect on his ability as a player. Um, you know, I, I think you have to, every one of these situations is different. Um, D'Angelo, uh, I mean, I've known of, of Tony and his, and his, uh, his whereabouts and what he, what he believes in, what he thinks since he was a junior player in Sault Ste. Marie. Um, yep. I, I would, uh, I probably would have steered away with, from D'Angelo as well. And Carolina didn't care. I mean, they sat there. They're, a comp- they're an organization that's heavily analytics-driven, and they knew that uh, D'Angelo was going to be able to overachieve the price point, and he signed for nothing. So they walked on Dougie Hamilton right. and saved a bunch of money and got yeah. ha- uh, got D'Angelo, and he's running their power play. So, uh, And some would say D'Angelo was victimized because he was a Trumpkin and he had the wrong politics, and others would say he was a distraction on the Rangers with the incident involving Georgiev, and none of us were there, so we don't know. But uh, I wonder whether or not Carolina would be the type of team that would take a... They don't need to. they got such a good team. But they might be the type of team that takes a swing on... Is it easier to take a swing on a guy, John? We can ask our listeners this on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Is it easier when you're in a quieter market? 
You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, when you're not in... Because you, you know the answer question. to that question. <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, that, you know, I mean, never, everybody talks about... I mean, heck, I think, I, I think that uh, uh, even coaches will, will tell you um, that higher-profile markets are disipl- uh, d- d- different to manage. I mean, Bruce Boudreau, uh, even in the short period of time he's been in Vancouver, says this is a much more difficult market to be in than any of the other markets he's coached in in the National Hockey League. So the answer is, of course it changes uh, uh, the market you're in. Um, you, know, and Kane, you know, Evander Kane has been in almost every every type of market when you think about uh, a hockey crazed market like winnipeg a hockey crazed market like buffalo uh and a suburban market like san jose so it's uh it would be and and coming and coming from a city like vancouver uh where he played junior hockey uh is uh you know he he's run the gamut of of being in those different types of markets Craiger out west says, imagine being at the epicenter of the analytics movement, guys from your city working for teams all over the league, including Florida, Carolina, Washington, Vegas, etc. Some of the best managed and best performing teams in the league and choosing to ignore it all because your hubris tells you you're smarter than the guy with a spreadsheet. No, uh, this text says, no excuse, Holland can't manage a cap. Um, he criticizes other members of the organization, and we have no path forward to managing like it's 2022. Can't manage by eye tests like it was 1986. These are the results uh, that approach gets. See Detroit circa 23, uh, 2013 to 2018. We're a decade behind the teams, and it shows from Craiger out west. How'd you respond to that, John? I, I listen. I I don't think it's as simple as that. I, I think that uh, simplification is one of those ones where uh, there's probably ten or twelve categories that you have to measure players on, uh, and uh, character is one of them. You know, ability is another. Analytics have to be a factor. I totally agree that there are more different uh, categories to to measure a player and measure a player's success. Um, but I tell you what, I, I, I tests and character are still va- are still very important team success. And anything you go to, uh, you hear about and talk about how players like being around each other and like playing for each other. It's very important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do think you know it, it's interesting. I think Edmonton will continue to move in a more analytics-driven uh, model, especially on the pro, cou- uh, uh, yeah. pro scouting side. I, well, I, I think, think that's because... To. I think you have to. Because the I, information... I have have it's more, more challenging yeah. on the... It's more challenging on the amateur side because it's... Like, I don't think the Western League today is what it was in the late 90s, early 2000s, Okay. I think it's easier to score today. I mean, there's 22 teams, right? Like when the league was at 16 or 18 teams, it won way more major, uh, Memorial Cup championships. Figure out why. Yeah. You know, and it, the talent was spread out amongst fewer uh, players. And, and the other thing is you have a different type of player today. You know, you have players that have spent their entire off seasons in, in camps and have been at hockey academies all the way. Like, whereas if you're looking for a place where sometimes there's, I think there's been some historical thoughts about the Quebec league that are just past their prime in terms of, oh, you know, while well, they're soft players, easy to score. 
look, we're not talking about the Sorrell Blackhawks of 1974-75 when they had three 200-point players. There's no. good undervalued players out of the Quebec League because some people still are old school and perceive that that league's not as good as the WHL. And I'm telling you right now, the WHL expanded to the point, and, and this is why it's challenging to evaluate major junior hockey as an example. or NC, But in terms of on the pro side, you're comparing NHL players to NHL players or guys in the A to the guys in the A, and I do think you need to support that statistically and analytically because the numbers are there, John. Oh, I mean, you're you're bang on. I mean, I, I think you know it would be it would be uh, uh, silly to revert back to the old style eyeball system completely. It would make no sense. If you have information at your disposal, you better use it to be successful. You better use it to be successful. But that doesn't mean at the same time that you become so. Um, uh, numbers driven that you lose the, the eyeball test eyeball test is still part of it bob it's it's one of the 10 or 12 categories as i said and that to me is important is trying to use every bit of information you have to improve your hockey club are we going to get a full season in john i think we are uh you know there's a high i think it's 102 games now that have been postponed or moved um, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Uh, I mean, there was a, a a goal to have everything done by June 30th. Um, I think that might have changed. Uh, you know, I, I think we'll have a better sense of where we are by the uh, by the. I was going to say the the last week of January, uh, when perhaps a new schedule for that Olympic window does come out, uh, and we figure out how many games can be put into those 17 days. And then if we have to add seven to ten days uh, to the end of the regular season, like we did in the 56-game schedule, there's no reason not to. Uh, you, you know, the, the, you know the, the days of, well, the season has to be over by a certain period of time, I think we've learned in the last two, two and a half years that that's not necessarily the case. The season has to be finished when it's finished, not necessarily by a, a date on the calendar. So if we go to the... If we go to the 15th of, of, of July for games, including the Stanley Cup final, so be it. You know, I think Tampa won it last year on the 14th of July and everything got pushed. They're trying to get back to the, uh, and if everybody understands, the fiscal year uh, for the NHL is usually July 1st to June 30th, which means new contracts. That's why free agency yeah. was always on the 1st. Um, they're trying to get back to that. But if, you know, if, if COVID doesn't allow for that or the provincial government rules and regulations don't allow for that, uh, then there's no rule that says they can't go into July. John, final one for you. This texter out of Edmonton texts, hey, Bob, can I put you and John on the spot? What would you say today is the Oilers' probability of making the playoffs? John, I'm going to give you the first crack at that. <laughs> Uh, I, I still think it's above 50% making the playoffs. I still think that they're, uh, I think whether it's a wild card or, or uh, one, of the, one of the three in the division, I still think this team can make the playoffs. And I'll go 66%. So I think there's there a two-thirds go. chance yeah. they make yeah. it. And it's a completely yeah. fair question coming off of a 2-9-2 two, and two stretch. Who knows? Maybe this little bit of a shutdown is going to work to Edmonton's advantage. Give them a chance to recalibrate, get the team a little bit healthy, and away we go. John, thank you for finding a way to do the interview with us today. Thank you, Bob. No problem. Talk to you later.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You bet. That is John Shannon. It is 12.56 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with more of your texts right after this on Orders Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. John Shannon's appearance is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Let's go into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 12.58. Bob says, Trent, Evander Kane, off-ice issues aside, is the exact kind of player that the Oilers need. He's a Tom Wilson type, but in my opinion, has a higher upside. He can hit, score, and take care of business when needed. Worth a flyer for the remainder of the season from Trent. And again, one million bucks prorated rest of the year. That's the price point. I gave a very specific number. And uh, I believe there would be multiple teams. Teams that would be in on them. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. This texter out of Edmonton says, Bob, if John Shannon is telling you he wouldn't sign a Vander Kane, that's the cue to do the exact opposite. Hashtag Peterborough Mafia. Oh, oh wow. All right. Well, we'll take a quick time out. It's 12.59 in Edmonton. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And uh, we're going to get an update from uh, the Major Junior Front. We're still going to get to your texts on Evander Kane, but uh, Kurt Hill, GM the Edmonton Oil Kings, and Keith Gretzky, assistant GM for the Oilers, running the uh, farm team down in Bakersfield. We'll get a complete and full update, including some contractual uh, scenarios as well, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.